Finding Five O'Clock is a show about hobbies and alcohol. We recommend partaking in alcoholic beverages only if you are of a legal age. As always, please drink responsibly and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Finding Five O'Clock. It's that show where we uh want to pair some drinks with some stuff to to enjoy. You know what it is. Uh, as always, it's your host, your boy Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet. And once again, I'm joined by uh, the mistress of the sip. Would you like to tell the people who you are? <laughs> I need a better tagline. I can't. Ta- I can't follow that up. Um, I'm Claire, uh, and I like beers outside when it's not muggy out. Yes, that's... but I'll drink beers from a mug. <laughs> uh, that was the worst one that, ever. <laughs> that's pretty bad, but we'll let it go. We're not going to hold that against you, Claire. <laughs> how are you doing? How are you enjoying this this heat that we're having? This terrible heat. Oh my God! Well, it's really humid upstate right now, um, which is where I'm living. And last night I played uh, the quads, the the quad drums. They're very heavy, and it gets very hot. Okay. So today I'm cooling down and refusing to leave my house. <laughs> it's a solid decision. Um, yeah, I'm just blasting AC. What um, what kind oh, of temperatures I... are you guys rolling around with up there? Oh, today it's actually cooling down. It's supposed to go to lo- uh, low 70s, high 60s. Ooh. Yesterday, though, it was like 84. Yeah. Um, today, I've just been sitting around. I have a nice crisp beer. Kind of actually similar to apple cider in taste. Um, but I also have just been, you know, thinking about like different names. I have a class that i have like we have to make up a consulting group name okay our consulting company quote unquote sounds interesting and it's it's a thing i do um it's for a beverage management class which is the never what i imagined i'd go to college for hmm. um oh for oh for sure um and i my team and i decided to make up a punny name uh there's a really funny option that she had, but you told me one that you liked, and I was hoping maybe we could bounce off each other and make some nice good ones. Okay, yeah, because I always do puns, and, you know, this is sort of a drinking, consulting <laughs> podcast in a it way. Is, so, it is a consulting podcast. Yeah, we're making suggestions, and seeing as I went to school basically to be a consultant in one way or another, uh, that's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking you should go something like sipper uppers, you know, like a pun on fixer upper. That's uh, that's what I had. I do really like that because right now what we've got is there's the spirits or here's the spirits, okay. like an exclamation point, nice and like cheesy or whatnot. Okay, I could see that. You know, sort of like a <laughs> Tharby thar- spirits abound kind of thing. Tharby uh, spirits. I feel like that's a good name for a rum-based company. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Um, I don't know, something like with raising spirits, maybe. I don't know. Ooh. depending on how witchy you feel like being or yeah or, if it was a it was a one of those uh beer companies that's introducing uh oh excuse me that's introducing cbd into their brews we gotta do high glasses and i'm so sad we can't sure that's a that's a pretty straightforward one you know um <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of different things you can go with um I'd recommend finding five o'clock if that wasn't already our great brand, because um, it's again really good title. Um, I did I tell you that I came up with this via word association? In the last part of the word association was Jimmy Buffett. No, I didn't. I didn't hear that, and um, I, I guess I'm glad that I didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not. I just it. like listening to him talk. He's got a good like voice. Fair enough. 
Uh, we won't divulge the full secret of that, I guess. <laughs> that can be like sort of a uh, some sort of uh, milestone uh, discussion. Ooh, yeah, yeah. that's good. Fifth the episodes. That's when we talk about how, where the title came from. But if I if I remember by then, hey, you know that's what that's what keeps it fun. That's what keeps it exciting. It's a sprint to that. <laughs> so you have some beers. You have some drinks. You want to recommend today? Yeah. Uh, so one of them is actually one I talked about a little bit last week. It was the uh, Plan B. Um, this is a farm brewed uh, barn beer, is what it's called. Um, so what Plan B is really cool. First of all, it's one of the breweries I got to see at the women led brewing festival called Beards Without Beers Without Beards. Such a good name. Anyway, um, they all do. They use local product. They have bees like all around like their uh, brewing facility, and they do all wild fermentation. When you have a lot of commercial beers, they use two different types of yeasts. They use, oh boy, I forget the names. But anyway, two main types. One actually recently got renamed to be named after Pasteur, actually. But with wild fermenting, it takes, they're often in open vats or like vats with like openings to the real world. And they'll just see what happens, basically. It takes a little longer because wild yeast needs a bit more time to eat all the sugars and all of that. Um, but it gets this very distinctive taste and smell. Okay. So, like, this one, the the, the actual dis- uh, descriptor for it is often barnyard. So you get kind of, like, old wheat. Kind of get, like, some say, people say wet dog, although I'm not really getting that. I'm getting, like, a grassy, like, apple type. And since we're in upstate New York, apples make a lot of sense. Apples, fun fact, have enough natural yeast on them that if you leave them on the ground too long after they fall naturally, they will start to ferment themselves. That's kind of wild. Is that why is so they're like really sweet and sugary and, and that's is that part of it? Like I've I've heard that uh, apples are some of the more sugar intensive fruits when people try to diet, they always cut apples out. Which is the worst cuz apples are so good. But yeah, they are pretty they are pretty high in that sugar content and since unlike an orange or like a grapefruit per se, they have a really permeable uh like skin. Right, like a rind uh, is hard to get through. It's very yeasty. But, okay. My cat came to say hello. Oh, it's uh, great. It's great. Cats are great. He's a good boy. He does not like beer. Um, <laughs> but uh, since it has a very permeable spit- skin, it's really easy for the yeast to get in there and start eating the sugars. Okay. So it's, it's really good for fermentation, basically. Yeah. A lot of producers still use uh, commercial yeasts because they are easier to control. Sure. Um, that makes sense. But it's a production choice. Another thing about yeah, wild yeast that makes it kind of difficult is the fact that once a system gets wild yeast in it, it's extremely, extremely hard to clean it out. So once you start with it, you should pretty much just stay with that for the most part. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, some breweries do wild yeast and commercial yeast, and they'll have separate systems for both of them. Yeah, I can imagine you'd want to not interfere them with each other. Or contaminate your 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 your, your non wild version. Exactly, but uh, Plan B does all wild fermentation, as far as I remember. They also what's really cool is they list their uh, locations where they source things. So on the side of my bottle, I have the malts come from Germantown, New York. The hops are from Henrietta, and the microflora by Poughkeepsie, where they're like uh, where they are located, if I remember correctly. The Barn beers also are really, barn beers and very uh, wild ales in general are often ageable, 
partly because some of them are higher, although this one's only 5.5% alcohol. Um, but aging, especially in like oak and stuff like that, give tones down the acidic flavors that wild yeast can give. It's okay. a balancing tool. So it prevents... It prevents it from being too acidic. Okay. Is that... Does that also accompany with maybe, like, sour beers and that sort of thing? Uh, it's a style choice, 100%. It is not necessary, but it's definitely, like, a choice you can make with those. I think a lot of, like, sour ones, like sour ales and goozes are not oaked, but this brewery decided to oak theirs, and it turned out very nice and refreshing. Okay. Doesn't sound too bad Uh, at all. Mm-hmm. So it tastes, it would be reminiscent of a sour. Gives that kind of like, kind of bite to it right as you drink it. And it stays on the tongue for a long time. It's like if you suck on a lemon candy. Oh, okay. You get so that feeling like, after a while. Like the residual tingling. Mm-hmm. But it tastes, um, like if you were going to associate a color, it would be a golden color. It's really bright, kind of similar to lemonade in its taste, actually. Um, with some like grassy afternotes. Mm. Okay. And me being the basic person I am, <laughs> immediately thought Renaissance Fair. Sure, that's the tis the season for that. That makes sense. It's an old styled fashioned of brewing. That's how all brewing used to be. It all used to be wild fermenting. They would just stick some stuff in a bucket, and eventually it would be safe to drink. Um, we also found medicine also be... that way. Probably, I bet. I don't know. We that's... were taking a lot of risks back in the day. It was less of a science than more of a just hope for God. <laughs> But no, uh, brewing, I'm sure, was far more consistent than medicine in those days. Uh, Because really all you needed was some sort of grain base, some water, uh, some sort of hop-like agent, whether that was hops themselves or gruit, which is an old European mix of like local herbs. It was pretty seasonal. Changed the flavor all the time. And then just time. If they didn't know that yeast was really a thing or that it was necessary, I don't think they discovered yeast until... Around the discovery of the micro- microscope, so they just knew that after a while it would just turn, <laughs> it would just turn into things that were safe to drink and gave them lots of calories. <laughs> That's one way to do it. Uh, that makes sense. Okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense. So, like, I think this style is trying to reminisce on what New Yorkers would have made hundreds of years ago, trying to make beers, just letting nature do its work. You know. So that would be great, hey, great for Renaissance good... there. Everything smells like horses anyway. That's a nice pairing. <laughs> I like you. You took it kind of out of the um, the traditional what we think of consumable media to a, to a festival. That's a nice. That's a good look. I mm-hmm. like that. Um, when con season starts up, whenever that is, I think I'll have some good recommendations I for that. I want to go to New York Comic Con <laughs> so bad, and I know a girl who might drive me down. But like, that's so much energy. You should go. It's enjoyable. I just need to finish school, my guy. Uh, to go go for a I weekend. I got four months um, left. Oh yeah, I'm not going this year, but it's it's definitely one of those experiences that's worth hitting up once oh, or sure. twice. Um, well, hopefully next year I'll be in the city. Yeah, I think I uh, caught it on one of its last years where you bought a pass for the whole weekend mm. without them segmenting it. So, um, I have a beer as well. Tell me uh, about this it. Week. I don't have it as, yeah, I don't have as much information into it but um you mentioned being basic but i'll 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 continue that train um i'm drinking some pumpkin it's an imperial pumpkin ale from southern tier brewing company classic Uh, it's my favorite brewing company um i like almost everything they produce including their sort of uh 
their take on a generic beer all the way up to their more uh, wild boy activities, <laughs> which we'll probably get into in some of these other holidays. Yeah, we visited um, the brewery that they have down in Pittsburgh one time. Yes, they have a, um, I guess it'd be a brewery. Yeah, they have a, an offshoot brewery room? down here in Pittsburgh. Is it a tasting hmm? room? Uh, an offshoot brewery. Like, it's not oh, yeah. their main one. Um, it's just a, a side one. I mean, it's a New York company, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Like, with New York. But they have one in here in Pittsburgh where you can get food and try a lot of their beers that might not be in production at your local bottle shop mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but, yes, this is, uh, it says pumpkin pie in a glass. And I don't know how true that is. I grew up on sweet potato oh, pie. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I uh, part of... You know, my culture tends to lean more towards the sweet potato pie versus pumpkin mm-hmm. pie. But what I found is if somebody makes either of those properly, they taste exactly the <laughs> same because it's a little bit less of the sweet potato and the pumpkin and more of the spice that we're used to, you know, the cinnamon, the nutmeg, and a little bit of that squash flavor, you know. Um, we've had sweet potato fries or pumpkin seeds or any of that, but it's mostly just cinnamon, allspice, nutmeg, all that kind of stuff. And that's what this beer... Uh, really is to me. Um, it's one of the first ones that got me into craft brewing proper, mm-hmm. um, the more fancy stuff. And I think I caught it right when it, the wave of uh, pumpkin being ordered from bottle shops and beer distributors uh, was really kicking into gear. You know, I, I tried it with my dad. He um, it learned uh, uh, learned about it from some of the people he used to work with. So this has a lot of uh, emotional Aww, weight to me. This beer. Yeah, yeah, it kind of means a lot to me just since it's one of the things I always enjoyed with my dad and uh, with other family friends. It's 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 one of the drinks I'd uh, do the cinnamon sugar or brown sugar rimmed glasses. <laughs> I can do a very good one of those apparently that not everyone can do. It's it's easyish, but it's a lot of room to mess oh, yeah, up. Yeah, you, you got to get the proportions um, right if you're going to do a blend too. Yeah, so I, you know I can you know. Get some of this. I like to do it with Warlock as well, but I think this is a lighter one. We'll get into Warlock at a different time, probably, before Before, the end of the year. You better, or I'll be very (laughs) pissed. I love that beer. It's my favorite beer. Um, But Pumpkin's a lighter affair versus dark, basically. This one's 8.6. The recipe changes every year. Mm -hmm. They even put, like, a little vintage 2018 on there. Um, It's it's starting to be a thing, I guess, where people save them year to year to taste them and compare Uh. them. This ain't vintage for me because obviously I pop the bottle <laughs> and I'm drinking it. It's delicious. Um, talking about some other fun stuff about it. This isn't related to the beer. It's just the label. It's a little jack lantern with a with a crown. So that's dope. Um, delicious beer though. You get all the pumpkin flavors you want. It kind of spoils you. Um, you. You try all the different pumpkin beers and the little uh, fall beers, and you get different flavors. But this one I think has a really uh, it's a it's a mild beer taste, which is decent, but a lot of the the spicy flavor, the the fall flavor that you're looking for, uh, it's really good. I love it. It's it's easy to drink, but it'll it'll knock you down if you haven't had a lot to eat. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, yeah, when I say lighter, I just kind of mean color. It feels a little bit heavy, but it's not the heaviest by any means. So definitely recommend. Yeah, no, I just came. I told you about this earlier, but I came from a tasting of it earlier, like today. I went to my house. I picked up some some stickers for you. I'm very excited to send those out. Yeah, I always, always love sticker swag. It's always a good I figured look. we're recording today. I know you like this beer. Gonna send the stickers. Have one for my computer and like six for you. Awesome. I'll find a place to put them. And that's good. Um, I don't know if I have a laptop. I'll put them on or a folder mm-hmm. or a backpack. 
But there's a good, there's, I figured out something good to pair this beer with. Would you like to hear that? I would love to hear that. Have you ever heard of a little game called Crypt of the Necrodancer? Yes. It's think, a ge- have you you've streamed that right? I, I've streamed it before to two small audiences. I'm a small time streamer, but it still counts. Um, I love <laughs> this game. It's 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 a music rhythm game. Um, one of the not early but not late kind of rogue light uh, games, which is rogue light basically means um, you play through a round. And you want to get to the end, and if you don't make it, you start all the way from the beginning. But these rounds are, the whole game can be completed within like an hour. Um, people speed run it. They can beat the game in about 12 minutes. I normally average about an hour. Um, but you're just dungeon crawling. And the gimmick is that you want to move to the rhythm. So you, you can only move um, on the rhythm As of the, the song. As the beat changes, yeah. Yes. And so do all the enemies. They have patterns. And you can get more and more weapons. So on a very unlucky run, you'll just have your basic equipment and a dagger. Um but you can get, like, a sword that levels up with your rhythm. Like, if you keep on beat, you can get weapons that restore your health. They have different ranges. You know, uh, you have daggers, long swords, broad swords, whips, nine-tail, or, or cat and nine-tail kind of things. You get a crossbow. There's all kinds of different stuff, different armors, different items. Some stuff's cursed, and it kind of affects the way you play. You can get healing items and spells. Um, all the bosses have punny names. Um, there's King, there's King Konga. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. This is so up my alley. <laughs> yes. It's, it's great. So, uh, King Konga, uh, they take the eighth beat out of everything. So you would move how like a conga line would move. So you do your tap, tap, tap for seven times and then you have to freeze on the seventh beat. And so do the enemies. And if you miss that, or if you miss any other beat, King Konga will charge you in an irregular rhythm, which is hard to dodge. Um, but he always sends a conga line after you. There's... Who else is there? There's um, Death Metal, who is basically the Grim Reaper, but his scythe is a, a microphone. There's um, Coral Riff, which is a water-based boss. There's Deep Blues, which is one that I didn't know right away, but apparently I think Deep Blue or something along those lines is a chess program, like one of the best chess programs that mm-hmm. beats the Grandmasters. So that level, you fight uh, basically a, a chess board. So the king is... He's on like a, a bass, drumming uh, blues. The queen is like a jazz singer. And all the pieces, they move in uh, chess patterns. So they can't attack you if you're not in one of their attackable squares. And if they make it to the end, they become a queen. Um, and you win by killing oh, the king. So if you have like a crossbow, you can just one-shot him from the get-go. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously you fight the necrodancer at the end, who's basically a necromancer with rhythm. Um, they added an expansion, which is very cool. Um, called Amplified, and there's a new boss called Forte S.A.S.A.M.O., um, who's a rapper, uh, voiced, <laughs> I think the song's voiced by Megaran, a rapper, I very, he's an underground uh, indie oh, rapper. that's awesome. Yeah, so there's a lot going on, there's lots of different characters that have different restrictions. Um, the main did you know ca- about Megaran before the, the expansion? Oh, do I know him? Did you know him before the expansion, or oh, did you find out after him? Yeah, I've known him, uh, no. Not known him, known him. I've met him once or twice, but I've known about his music since probably 2012. Um, oh, that's he, awesome, He's man. always been a good rapper, but uh, a lot of people know him from his remixes of... Uh, he'll do rap music over beats composed with Mega Man samples and that sort of thing, but he also brings oh out gosh. into other video games and just gen- general rap music, so it's not... You can listen to a Mega Man song that's not composed with any kind of video game beat or has anything to do with it. The man just has bars on bars on bars. Um, 
it it kind of sucks for me as a guy who went to Pitt from Pittsburgh that he's a Penn State guy from Philly, but he used to be a teacher, Ooh. really good guy, <laughs> uh, great guy. Um, but yeah, Crypt of the Necrodancer, I have it on PC and Switch, and just on PC I've put in <laughs> so I've put in sixty nine hours of this game onto just, nice. Yeah, very nice. Um, <laughs> just on the PC version. Um, but I also have it on Switch. And I've probably put about, if I already guessed, probably not another solid 20 hours on there. So, highly recommend nice. the game. I've cosplayed as the main character before. Her name's Cadence. Mm-hmm. Her mom's name is Melody. Grandma's name's Aria. Oh, uh, I love so this. It just says music puns on puns. All the, all the enemies have musical pun names. Um... I can't, I don't remember any of them right now because they're minor and you only see it in the credits. Um, mm-hmm. Like the skeletons that chase you are like called Xylobones, that kind of thing. What? Yeah. So what? It, it just that's goes, so good. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry, that's my new favorite pun ever. Oh yeah. my God. It's good. It's not like they play their bones at you. They're just skeletons that raise their arms up and then jump at you. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a very solid game. But I recommend Xyla everybody bones? play it. Yeah. It's good, right? Um... <laughs> Xylophones. Oh, I I want to give whoever came up with that name a hug. Yeah, and Danny Baranowski <laughs> does the music. So if you've heard Super Meat Boy or lots of other indie games, you've heard his music oh, yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Um, the shopkeeper, mm-hmm. you'll like this one. But uh, when you get close to the shop, he'll yodel as you're getting close to him, so that you know he's there. Like along with the music, so it's a different track. His name is Freddie Merchantry instead of Freddie Mercury. <gasps> so it goes it goes that deep down. Um, <gasps> yeah. I'm it's, so it's, happy right now. This has made my whole day that much better. It's lovely. It's one of my favorite games. And if you're not great at rhythm, or it's a difficult game. There is You can play as um, the bard, who, spoiler alert, is the person who becomes the necro dancer in the future of his oh. storyline. But what he does, he just plays like a typical roguelite game. So it's not on the rhythm. Every The enemies will only move when you move. And as a player, you have mm. attacker's advantage. So if you were to attack the same time as an enemy, you'd defeat them before they hurt you Mm -hmm. um but there's no constraints on that it just is you could take your time to think about it um there's a mode that you can play with dance pads if you want to play on ddr pad um (gasps) what yeah so that's kind of how they envision the game how much a ddr pad now is like 30 oh my gosh 30 bucks from a used store at the max but yeah it's a great game the reason i picked it is pumpkin it's fall it's a little spooky um got that pun connection too yeah it's a pun as well um so there's just it sort of fits it tonally. Um, and it's just a nice, fun beer. You'll you'll be kind of playing it, kind of keeping with the action, so you won't be able to sip too much too fast. But since it's a strong beer, you need less sips. Um, it's kind of... Mm-hmm. It keeps the whole spirit of just being fun and a little goofy. And um, yeah, like, drink some Pumpkin while you play Crypt of the Necrodancer. Whether it's on a Switch, PS4, maybe it's on PS Vita, PC, controller, keyboard dance pad whatever you want to do if you play on a dance pad oh, i recommend just maybe going with gatorade or something or water but yeah pumpkin <laughs> and crypt of the necrodancer there it is yeah you got to keep up your electrolytes you know if you're dancing if you're not dancing if then you're just dancing just go with that so and there's tons of more puns and weapons and fun stuff so i recommend at least watching some uh speed runs of it they they do competitions still so very thriving yeah community. that'd be fun to watch um i I'm trying to, I think the theme for me today is, like you said, like non-consumable media, like stuff you can go out and do. Um, so. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing to do. We want to get people out and about too, when they're not just, uh, 
sitting on their couch oh, all day. Oh, for sure. Especially when it is still nice enough to go outside, which it is in upstate New York despite the heat. To be fair, I do have a uh, <laughs> gin-branded fan, like a paper fan that I've been taking around with me everywhere, and it has been my lifesaver. Oh, oh okay, a paper yeah, fan. Yeah, and I've just, like, carried it around, like, just, I have a very good picture of me now with my quads that I was playing last night, just fanning myself and making a dumb face. It was a very good combo. Um, but while you can go outside, you can go hiking. And you know what you can do when you go hiking? You can go geocaching. Yes. And to go with that, I have a can, first of all, when you're going and drinking alcohol outside, bring cans. They don't hurt people when they break. Second of all, it's from <laughs> Evil Twin Brewing. It's called Bible Belt. It has it features three men wearing pink sweaters and a family style portrait on the front of it. Dear God. <laughs> which is pretty fucking funny. Uh, it's three white men wearing pink sweaters who all look very awkward. Um, and it's an imperial stout aged on coffee, vanilla, chilies, and cocoa nibs. That sounds pretty interesting, if nothing else. Um, what's been kind of fun for me as I've been sitting here is I have been going between the very dark stout to back to the B one, the wild ale. Um, I'm kind of just switching it up and seeing how I feel about it. The B one really, uh, the B beer, uh, the Plan B is really good at refreshing your palate. After like two sips of that, I don't have any of the taste of the Imperial Stout anymore. And then I go back and I'm just like, ah, yes. This is literally just chocolate and vanilla I'm tasting. This is the equivalent of me, to me, of a cold, a nitro cold brew with vanilla and chocolate. Mm. That sounds amazing. Uh, that's, that's, that sounds like something it, I want. It is very good. If you're sensitive to sweetness like me, like I don't think I'm going to finish the whole can tonight because... It's very sweet for me. And I know I'm extremely sensitive. I generally, the sweetest I go will be a sour beer. Okay. But it's still really good. I wish they had put more chilies in it. Uh, what is it? Great Lakes Brewing Company? Three or four years ago, and I forget when exactly, they had a imperial stout brewed with mole and plebano peppers. Hmm. And it was to die for. To die for. Because you got that spice at the end of this kind of like naturally sweet drink. Yeah gets that sweet and spicy that i am to be fair a huge fan of uh this one's more just on the sweet end of the spectrum but it's nice and dark be nice for like a cool day you just wander around you're not in a rush it's a relaxing type of beer okay like i can feel my body getting a little heavy right now as it is because the percentage is pretty high imperial stouts are generally higher yeah what kind it of percentage? 13 percent in fact <laughs> Which is why I can feel myself getting heavy, and you might be able to hear my words getting a little more confused. Yeah, thirteen percent. That's because... that's not a game. That's that's <laughs> no game. That's that's amazing. I am very glad that I made myself a whole bunch of whole wheat pasta before this, because I would be that much less comprehensible uh, without it. <laughs> that's you know, uh, that's fair. <laughs> I know I know how my limits are now. Uh, but yeah, so it's a it's a nice little beer. I would drink it like after I found my geocache of the day, switched some things around, like checked out what was in there, and then just relax. There's a lot of uh, rivers and creeks around here, so I just hang out by a creek and just drink my beer and have a good time. Oh, so like a celebratory beer. Yeah, and definitely not a like celebratory by like let's drink a lot kind of beer, but like drinking and I the equivalent of drinking a nice whiskey you drink you pour yourself like an ounce or two oh okay and you really spend time enjoying it that's what i need to maybe you can maybe we can add something to this show where we talk about portions um because (laughs) 
and I, I say that in a way that makes me sound like I have I don't know my limits, which is true, but that's not what I'm getting at, is that when you get some of these higher-proof beers, I think a lot of people will be shocked when you get them at a bar or a restaurant. They'll pull, pour them into different glasses, and that, mm-hmm. that throws some people off. But also, if I say, hey, here's a bottle of... Um, of uh, of Bible Belt, or here's a bottle of that's such a good name Southern Tier Thickman or something or Warlock. Mm-hmm. I think our expectation is to drink that whole bottle or to whatever fits in a glass, mm-hmm. um, which might not that might be the serving size nutrition facts if they exist, but that might not be the ideal way to enjoy it. So I think we should talk mm-hmm. about that sometime. Not today, but I think that's something worth yeah. kind of having like maybe an educational series or segment well, of this. To ex- kind of equivalize this in another drink's form, an entire pint of this Bible belt at 13% is the same as drinking about two glasses of wine. Mm. So if you already know how you feel with two glasses of wine, some people already start getting drunk. Because wine drunk is a very different drunk. Yeah, it in is. In my experience, no, that's, that's definitely true. My dad is, um, I've, I've drank with my dad quite a few times, and mm-hmm. I've seen him hold his own. Like, not even be phased in a way that, that I'm like, I've, I've already made mistakes. What are you doing? He's like, I'm fine. Like, but <laughs> half of a glass of wine, like, he is not doing well. Like, he's feeling sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Aww, yeah, you can't, can, you can't um, compare the your tolerances on each. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but you can at least compare about how much alcohol per serving you have. Yes. Especially when your beer is 13%. Well, that's true. That, that I can't... Uh, dispute i just mean the uh the way that you feel might be different <laughs> for sure but yeah no it's a it's a nice it's a nice smooth beer which i really appreciate um prairie artisanal ales i have a friend who does a gundam and beer review instagram do you say and gundam? He's done other brews by evil twin did you say and they can gundam okay just making sure that's what you said i okay that's that's nice. I like that. <laughs> just, yeah, just I mean, sure. I'm not into it, but he is. He has all these different builds he does, but he also pretty pretty regularly puts out uh, posts about the beers he's drinking. He loves beers. He bought his own little dedicated beer fridge a couple of months ago. I've known him for a few months, and so I'm a big fan of his stuff. Let me look up his Instagram, because honestly, it's a really good one if you like that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, send that over. We can uh, put it in the show notes or something. Yeah, I just want to make sure I get his name right because if I get it wrong, I will never forgive myself. Hey, you know what? We'll uh, we'll is... wait. We'll we'll do it off. We'll we'll do that off the air to make sure we get yeah. it right then. Mhm. But yeah, uh, it's all. It's just it's. He has very thoughtful notes. My notes are something like you. You get a lot more history with me. He, you get a lot more of the tasting notes and components. He has these beautifully composed photos. Uh, his name's Jamel. He's a great friend of mine. Another POC. Uh, Good. And I love his work, so I'm very happy to plug him. Awesome. Uh, that's what that's what it's all yeah. about. We gotta look out for each other. But he does a lot of evil twin brewing products because he's from Michigan and their brewery is near him. Okay, I think I have some of their beers downstairs. I, th- I think that's the brand. I had one from them. That I won't use as a recommendation today for the sake of time. You know, we're getting kind of long here. Mm-hmm. But I think I had one yep. that was like a caramel macchiato porter. And Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, they do fun flavors. Okay. And they have like a chocolate peanut butter one. Like, is it called like Dishwater Monkey or something? Is that one of theirs? I don't uh, know. Um, I don't, I'm not as familiar with them. Okay. But it, it surprised me because normally when you see something like Duclaw's Sweet Baby Jesus or other chocolate peanut <laughs> butter porters, 
you get hints of it and some batches are really flavorful and some are just basically here's a porter that has half of a note of one but i drank this one i'm like mm-hmm. i don't remember what a macchiato is supposed to taste like but i'm definitely getting a little bit of a caramel coffee flavor <laughs> so they've succeeded yeah so i will yeah. at least give their brewing uh the brewing company a pat in the back so good recommendations so big flavors in case people skipped around do you want to um, just re um restate what your beer recommendations were your two beers and two recommendations. Right. So as a wrap-up, I have Plan B's Farm Brewed f- uh, Barn Beer. Uh, nice and wild. Lots of interesting, like, barnyard flavors would go great at a Renaissance Fair. Feels like something that would go with the time. And for the for geocaching, I believe that Evil Twins Brewing's Bible Belt, with one of the funniest uh, labels that I've seen in a while, an Imperial Stout with Vanilla, chocolate largely and some cocoa nibs um excellent would go i'll have to try yeah, that go well together yeah it sounds like a uh a mcelroy brothers ass cover to that so they should do a photo shoot with them um but my recommendation honestly was, the brothers look like them yeah that perfect the boys on the front look like the brothers yeah yeah uh and mine would be southern Terror brewing company's pumpkin and have a have a glass of that while you're playing crypt of the necro dancer at your uh desired difficulty level and platform and that's uh that's pretty much it for us, I think, right? Any other notes you want to throw out? Uh, follow Brother Dom at anything anywhere you can find on the internet. Oh, we always do the social media business last. We we have a we have a whole sh- we have a whole spiel. Like we can we can run that off real quick. Um, yeah, because I don't have anything else. By the time we uh by the time we get to my company name, it'll be too late. That's fair. You got to get a Twitter presence. Uh, because it's so fun. I ha- Twitter's the best website <laughs> where people never have problems. And the owner does a great job of making sure everyone feels welcome and safe. Um, oh, yeah. I, I saw the new update. Uh, you can be shown as liking posts. Yeah. From queet tweets. Quote tweets. Queet tweets. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that 13% is hitting me. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> social media biz, as always. Uh, if you're used to the character reveal, geekly reveal format, you know how this goes. But as always, you can find me all over the internet, anywhere I want to be found, at Brother Dom. That's T-H-A, not E-R. The hard E-R is always bad, and I did this on purpose. That's so Brother Dom. That'd be Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, OC Remix, uh, Twitch, uh, wherever I want to be found. Uh, you can find this podcast at character reveal dot simplecast dot fm uh you can find us on instagram at character reveal you can find us on twitter at character rev um, we also have a youtube channel where we do um we kind of post up the episodes eventually we're working on that and we will stream about once a week the geekly reveal which is just a nerd recap show our flagship show mm-hmm. is character reveal where we interview a creator or influential person of some sort and just get to know them beyond the basic interview questions you are always going to hear on every interview such as what town are you from where did you get started what's how how do you feel about the latest thing you wrote or made and we will go over those things but we like to get to know them a little bit better and more comfortably it's more of a long form podcast um again you can find that at character reveal on twitter uh character rev and I think that's pretty much everything you can find in this podcast. Again, um, Stitcher, Google Play Podcast, the Apple Store, any podcast catcher you use. I use Podcast Addict on Android, and it works pretty well. Um, and, and you can find me yes. at Clearly Legal, even though I, like I, like Dom said, <laughs> do not have a uh, huge social media pre- uh, presence. But you can find me at Clearly Legal, C-L-A-I-R-E-L-Y. 
Where? L E G L. Where can we find you? Word. <laughs> uh, on Twitter for that. Um, I, my Twitch is spelled wrong. I spelled it without the E at the end of my name. And I haven't bothered to fix it or find out how. But as soon as I do, I, I find that out. I will fix it. How often do you, do you uh, stream the last, frequently? I, I stream infrequently, but I'll do, like, I'll do, like, a whole, like, month of just, like, being very hardcore. Like, I did a Nuzlocke run of Emerald last. And I think I'm going to do more story-based, like, challenges like that. Okay. Um, I'm not huge on competitive games because I am, frankly, not very good at video games. <laughs> Um, but when I come up with a game and a challenge that I like, I will do a whole bunch of it all at once. I think I'll do more series-based rather than, like, schedule-based. Cool. Well, we'll uh, um, be able to get all the updates, uh, through this show, so follow this show. Go ahead, tweet at me <laughs> if you want beers that you want me to try. Anything I can find in New York State, I will go ahead and find. And then also, if you want any activities you want paired with a beer, I think I could do that, too. I think I could manage that pretty well. Yeah. Definitely go just, go to us, come to us for that, and we'll make sure Claire gets you some good recommendations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yes, but listeners, once again, thanks for listening to Finding 5 O'Clock. As always, drink responsibly. Um, be careful with your <laughs> alcohol. We don't condone underage drinking. All the disclaimers. And until next mm-hmm. time, see you later. See you later.